Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And we love hearing listeners' stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. And you don't have to write them down at length. You can send a link. You can send the story from a local newspaper or a local TV show. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. Click the Your Stories button, and the rest is easy. Up next, the idea of religious freedom is a relatively new and American invention. It was first written as a principle in the colony of Maryland in 1634, but it wasn't until Jefferson's Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom for it to become the principle of our entire nation. Here to tell the story of how religious freedom became a guiding American idea is John Regasta at Monticello, 
Take it away, John. As the revolution is coming on, the Anglican Church is still the established church, and there have been revivals. So we're seeing more and more dissenters, would be the term they would use, Quakers, uh, New Light Baptists, Presbyterian. This is a growing part of the population. Now, we don't know exactly how much, but the estimates run from anywhere from 20% to even more than a third of the population is dissenting from the Anglican Church. Well, as that population increases, the Anglican Church establishment start to support persecution of those dissenters, violent persecution. There's cases where they're dunked in lakes, where rocks are thrown at them. There's a case where the hounds are released on a dissenting minister. By the time of the American Revolution, over half of the Baptist ministers in Virginia have been jailed. And this is not a country club jail. They're thrown into 18th century jail cells for preaching without a license or disturbing the peace, which is a trumped up charge, because they're not Anglican. Their churches were not churches, they were meeting houses. The only church is the Anglican church. And Jefferson says, we can tolerate everyone. You want to understand American religious freedom? Thomas Jefferson, the Statute of Virginia for Religious Freedom. He is hatched, matched, and dispatched Anglican. Baptized, he is married, and he is buried by an Anglican minister. His granddaughters talk about, remember hearing him around the house humming old Anglican hymns and so on. But importantly for Jefferson, that tradition is not the same as belief. He's asked by a friend of the family to be the godfather for uh, an infant that was going to be baptized. Now, I don't know if you've done that. I've done it. You know, the family friends ask you to be a godparent. You say, of course, I'd be happy to do that. It's a happy occasion, and one doesn't want to fuss about it too much. Jefferson refused, and he refused. He said, if I was the godparent, I would have to stand up in the Episcopal Church and swear fidelity to the 39 doctrines of the church. Most godparents sort of ignore. Jefferson says, I can't do that. Religion is very serious for him. He takes it very seriously. He studies religion. When he's a student at William and Mary, he buys a Koran because he's interested in Islamic law. He starts out in a very traditional Church of England. He ends up with his own personal religion. He's very much a theist. He believes in a creator God. He believes that God deserves worship and praise. That's a lifelong belief for Jefferson and it's really central for Jefferson. But then we get into the non-traditional things. He concludes that uh, Jesus is not divine. Uh, he rejects the resurrection. He rejects the Trinity. He rejects original sin. So by no means a traditional Christian. And he also believes, and this is interesting and leads very much into Jefferson and religious freedom in the founding of the country, he believes that it is critical that everybody be able to think for themselves and come to their own decisions about religion. And he also believes that Christianity is going to be good for the country because Christianity tells you not only to love your neighbor, love your family, but to love your enemy. And so he says, we're going to have a multi-ethnic, multi-geographic, multi-religious country that we, we think of a melting pot. And Jefferson says, in that kind of a country, 
and a republic, we all need to get along. And the way to do that is to keep government out of it, let everybody have their own religious beliefs, which we're going to protect, and be tolerant of everyone else. By the time of the American Revolution, every one of the colonies had some religious restrictions. We sometimes think that, you know, Rhode Island had religious freedom, Pennsylvania had religious freedom. Not completely. They still had requirements in their laws. If you wanted to be an official, if you wanted to vote, if you wanted to testify in court, you had to swear on the Old and New Testament, for example, so Jews are going to be excluded. You know, swear you believe in God. Most of the states still have an established religion. And by established religion, I mean the government's going to support this religion, first of all, probably with tax money. So in Virginia, everybody is paying tax to support the minister. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Quaker, you're paying a tax to support the Anglican Church. And the second thing is the government is going to support you by giving you certain privileges. So in Virginia, the Anglican Church is going to be responsible for orphans. And that sounds like a good thing, except that if a Baptist family or Presbyterian family died and left orphan children, the Anglican vestry would make sure that those children were raised in a good Anglican household. We're going to get them out of that Baptist and Presbyterian religion. So this is what's going on. And these deeply religious, evangelical Presbyterians and Baptists absolutely joined with Jefferson and Madison for a strict religious freedom and a strict separation of church and state. The real birth of American religious freedom is that battle in the context of the American Revolution when Jefferson and Madison and the evangelicals come to the fore. And you're listening to John Regasta of Monticello tell the story of Jefferson's unlikely alliance with evangelical Christians to protect churches from the power of the state. When we come back, more of the remarkable story of Thomas Jefferson and how the Virginia statute for religious freedom came to be here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones 
and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. we return to our American stories and our story on Thomas Jefferson and religious freedom in our country. When we last left off, we learned about the religious prosecution of Baptists and other so-called dissenters by the Anglican Church on the eve of the American Revolution, something that upset Thomas Jefferson despite his unorthodox religious beliefs that stood totally opposed to those thrown in jail. Let's return to the story Here again is John Regasta. Over half of the Baptist ministers in Virginia have been jailed, but the leaders, those same Virginia families we know of, realized if we're going to battle the greatest power on earth, the British Empire, we need those people on our side. Madison, one of his earliest letters that we have preserved, he writes to his best friend from college, 
about the diabolical hell-conceived notion of religious persecution. And he's talking about the fact that Culpeper County, he's in Orange County, Virginia, there were four Baptist ministers in jail for preaching. Patrick Henry, the first governor of Virginia, actually exchanges letters with his cabinet and basically saying, we need those Presbyterians from the Shenandoah Valley. And the reason we need those Presbyterians from the Shenandoah Valley is those are the guys with the long rifles that can hit a squirrel at 100 yards. You know, we want those guys on our side. And it's Shenandoah Valley Presbyterians are take a critical role in the, in the war and in the Battle of Saratoga. So there's a very practical political reason. And then you add to that the Thomas Jefferson, James Madison views about religious freedom and separation of church and state. That's what results in, in the real birth of American religious freedom. And it doesn't happen overnight. Before he comes governor, he comes back, and, and we, to put this in context, we need to remember, he just came back from the Continental Congress and writing the Declaration of Independence, okay? So he comes back to Virginia and he's elected to the new legislature, because we have a new state constitution in 1776. And the legislature realizes we've got a lot of laws on the books that are British Empire laws. They only make sense in a British colony. And so Jefferson and George Wythe, and I believe it's Edmund Pendleton, are given the job of taking the entire statute book for Virginia and redrafting it for a new independent state. And number 82 is the Virginia Statute for Establishing Religious Freedom. And it's a beautiful bill. I urge your listeners to read it. Well aware that the opinions and belief of men depend not on their own will, but follow involuntarily the evidence proposed to their minds that Almighty God hath created the mind free and manifested His supreme will that free it shall remain by making it altogether insusceptible of restraint that all attempts to influence it by temporal punishments or burdens or by civil incapacitations tend only to beget habits of hypocrisy and meanness in our departure from the plan of the holy author of our religion who being Lord both of body and mind, yet chose not to propagate it by coercions on either, as was in his almighty power to do so, but to extend it by its influence on reason alone, that the impious presumption of legislatures and rulers, civil as well as ecclesiastical, who being themselves but fallible and uninspired man, have assumed domain over the faith of others, setting up their own opinions and modes of thinking as the only true and infallible, and as such, endeavoring to impose them upon others, hath established and maintained false religions over the greatest part of the world and through all time. Jefferson, of course, is so good with the pen. It's so beautiful, the preamble to this statute. It's introduced in the legislature in 1779, just as he's becoming the second governor of Virginia, but it languishes. And it doesn't come back until 1784 when Patrick Henry, the first governor of Virginia, who's now back in the legislature, introduced the General Assessment Bill. And the idea was they all agreed that the system before the revolution had to change. But Henry and others had this great idea. They said, look, the government should support religion because religion's good for society. And so we're gonna tax everybody but unlike the old system where we taxed everybody and gave all the money to the Anglican church, 
we're gonna do this fair. We'll tax everybody and then we'll ask people, well, who do you want us to give your money to? Presbyterian, Baptist, Quaker, Methodist, you just tell us, Anglican, and we'll go to everybody. And that's how we'll divvy the money up. So that's fair, right? Jefferson's, of course, uh, minister to France at that time. But Madison has his bill for religious freedom in his hands. And Madison and the evangelicals launch a massive political campaign, a mail-in campaign. They're sending petitions to the General Assembly saying you can't do that. We need to keep government out of religion entirely, that it's none of government's business. We want a separation of church and state. So Henry's general assessment bill is defeated and Madison says, I've got this wonderful bill, Jefferson's bill for the establishment of religious freedom. And he drops that on the table. Within a month, by January 1786, it's adopted. This is really one of the great original thoughts in America. Because in Europe, even a progressive would have thought of religious toleration at the time. We have an established church in England, we have an established church in France, we have an established church in Germany. We might tolerate other religions. American religious freedom goes much further than that because toleration suggests there's a right and a wrong, the government knows the right and will allow you to be wrong. Jefferson's idea, the evangelical idea, is no, it's a personal decision, government stays out. And he not only translates the Virginia statute into several foreign languages, he also translates his version rather than the edited version that was actually adopted by the Virginia legislature, because he thought his version was better. So he translates this and he sends it around and it becomes part of how Europeans understand America. So when Kentucky becomes a state, I actually found a booklet that Kentucky had printed trying to get people to emigrate from Europe, telling all of the wonderful things you can have in Kentucky. Uh, we've got land, got opportunity, and the back of the pamphlet is Jefferson's statue. Word for word, this is religious freedom in America. Jefferson later in life says that American religious freedom in that statute is intended to encompass the Jew and the Gentile, the Christian and the Mohammedan, the Hindu and the infidel of every denomination. That's Jefferson's vision. And I always point out to people, there's not a lot of Hindus in America at the end of the 18th century, the beginning of the 19th century but Jefferson understood there would be. We're creating a republic, and it's got to be for all people at all time. Religious freedom is for all people at all time. That idea is so fundamental, the melting pot, e pluribus unum, the Latin, what used to be our motto, the Latin motto, out of many, one, that what makes America strong is not that we're all Presbyterian or we're all Baptist or we all are Republican or we're all Democrat or we're all Federalist, or we're all Whig, but in America, we fundamentally support essential principles. Jefferson said anybody should be American who comes to this country and takes an oath of fidelity to American principles. Other countries are based on where you're born, what your religion is, who your parents are. In America, we're based on principles. Jefferson famously, his tombstone, you might think he would mention that he was president, that he was vice president, that he was ambassador to France. He doesn't mention any of that. Doesn't mention that he's a loving father, devoted grandfather, gardener, paleontologist, inventor, none of that. He tells us, he says, I want my tombstone to read, here was buried Thomas Jefferson, author of the American Declaration of Independence, 
of the Virginia Statute of Religious Freedom and father of the University of Virginia, and not a word more. Political freedom, religious freedom, public education. He was talking to us. He's talking about the foundation of a functioning democracy. We'll fight about how to do them, but those three things are the foundation. And a terrific job on the production, editing, and storytelling by our own Monty Montgomery. A special thanks to John Ragosta at Monticello, one of the most beautiful parts of this great country, the Shenandoah Valley, tucked away in Charlottesville, Virginia, not far from UVA, the aforementioned UVA, of which Thomas Jefferson was not just the father, but the chief architect. The story of religious freedom in America. The story of Thomas Jefferson's legacy in the end, here on Our American Stories. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.